0: This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates
1: Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. Paused the fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and that, yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. Is it the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion? The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.
2: Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars.
0: On Inside Supercars today, we look at the Australian Formula 1 Grand Prix weekend for the series. And hear from Ryan Walkinshaw on of his team's first outing in a Ford.
2: Um, and so far, it's, you know, it's been uh, it's been a great relationship, and uh, hopefully, there's you know, much more much more good stuff to come.
0: Ryan Walkinshaw joins us on Inside Supercars today, and it starts now.
1: Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel. It's uh, Grand Prix Week in Melbourne, and as everyone knows, it's uh, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, because uh, a lot of people who don't go to motorsport will come out of the trees and head down to Albert Park. But uh, Craig, it's a very exciting time around uh, this track. Uh, I imagine that uh, while you won't be at the track, you'll be looking forward to seeing the results of not only Formula 1, but uh, supercars at Albert Park.
0: I hate the weekend, Tony. I hate being at the Melbourne Grand Prix track. Seriously, I would rather go to Perth or Tasmania than to go to Albert Park for the race weekend. I am, I am sure everyone there who wants to be there will have a wonderful time. Better off leave me to ACT Speedway and commentating the final night's racing there than have me bitching and moaning all weekend about being at album park
1: all right well we've we've got around one particular problem and we'll leave craig with the acc speedway um but um let's just have a quick think back about what happened in newcastle opening round of the 2023 and the first hit out for gen three now one of the fantastic things as one of three parameters maybe there are more but um, certainly KPIs in that modern ling- language is that uh, p- a far greater parity across the two makes was sought. And uh, by crikey, it delivered in spades because on Saturday across the top 10 and across the 25, in fact, was 0.8 of a second. It was a wonderful uh, close uh, group. The grid was uh, very tight. And racing was pretty good. There wasn't as much passing as we would like to see. I'm sure that Albert Park will deliver more of that. But uh, it was a, a great to see that the pole positions, um, race results shared between the two brands. And while Triple Eight, of course, uh, had a dominant uh, Sunday with uh, Shane coming through from our 13th place, it was more to do with a driver than the car as such because we had uh, lots of Mustangs up there as well even though he was uh, so dominant. And that we should bring up that uh, moment to talk about parity because uh, there was one very key thing that happened up in, in uh, Newcastle, something that uh, I've been around for uh, 25 or 30 years and that was we saw... The change from Walkinshaw was no longer General Motors and Holden, but switching brands. And by crikey, that was a fascinating thing. And it was wonderful to talk to Ryan Walkinshaw on the grid moments after the race had been stopped, in fact, uh, about the change for Walkinshaw and Dreddy United from being a General Motors to a Ford product.
3: Craig, let's have a listen to Ryan. Welcome back to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock. It's the start of race two for the 2023 championship at uh, Newcastle. Unfortunately, the field is parked in pit lane at the moment. I've grabbed Ryan Walkinshaw. Just want to talk to you about the transition from one brand to another brand and the fact that you've you've branded yourself very well in Fords. And you've got two fast drivers and two fast cars. Talk us about how the impact on your business is.
2: Uh, no, it's been fantastic. I mean, the fan reaction was um, was a lot more positive when we made the de- when we made the decision and announced it in May last year, um, which was great. And um, you know, we've uh, we've seen a big influx on on, on fans and support uh, moving over here. So it's been great to be accepted by the Ford fans so quickly. Um, and uh, from a team perspective on the on on, on the racetrack, um, you know, we had. Our race yesterday, uh, you know, we, we finished the race fourth, but with the two disqualifications of the triple eight cars, uh, bumped ourselves up to second, which was fantastic to get a podium um, for our first race of four. Even though it's not the way we want to get a podium, we want to win it outright. Um, and you know, today Chaz uh, Chaz got second in qualifying, and uh, and that's and um, that's been you know, really really positive as well. So hopefully, you can finish the race high up in the pointy end, and um, you know, we can finish with another res- another good result like a podium or a win.
3: One of the terrific things that you've actually done in your time, and of course your father had carved a very large career and a very large business, um, and you've made your own impact on the business, I'm very proud to have known you for some years, yeah. and to see that you've made that impact, because uh, I've known your mother as well for quite some time, but one of the things is amazing, the, the way in which Andretti United has come together, um, and moving into the, the Ford brand, seemed a very natural
2: thing actually for you. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> that's a... Natural is probably not the right word, but you know, after we lost the, the Holden Racing Team deal, um, you know, we made it very clear to all of our fans that we wanted to uh, to move to a new manufacturer, and Gen Three was a perfect opportunity to do so. Um, you know, we uh, were very very close with one manufacturer that uh, that fell away uh, during COVID, um, which is understandable considering the uncertainty at the time. And um, you know when Ford approached us and asked us to come on board and, and join them, you know we were uh, initially unsure whether it was going to be the right move, but very quickly felt at home, uh, felt it was the right decision, um, and so far it's you know it's been uh, it's been a great relationship, and uh, hopefully there's you know much more much more good stuff to come.
3: Now we see both Michael and Didi, and of course Zach Brown coming to this country at times for Bathurst, and probably you'll meet yep. up at the AGP as well. Um, what about the Walkinshaw range outside going to their hometowns in in the US and the UK?
2: I mean, are we going to go race internationally? No, I mean we're. I'm, I'm focused more on uh, on uh, supercars uh, for, for for our motorsport uh, motorsport business. Um, and uh, yeah, all my focus for, for outside of supercars is on my automotive business and uh, and caravan business and and sporting goods and wholesaling businesses and so on. So. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of growth, particularly in the automotive business. Um, you know, 1,500 employees there now. So uh, we're uh, 1,500 with um, six, six, six brand, uh, six manufacturer relationships. Um, so uh, yeah, that's our key focus for as a group. Um, we're very, very happy in supercars from a motorsport perspective, and, and aren't investing in uh, in any expansion.
3: Okay. Um, there's been conjecture, mostly by uh, automotive writers and things like that, about Walkinshaws moving into the special vehicles, into the Ford enhanced vehicle business. Um, Is that a possibility?
2: Uh, Everything's a possibility, but um, generally in in our automotive business, um, we're at a scale now where we only do programs that are sort of 1,000 units plus. uh, and you know, multiple years. So, in, fact, in order to find a product that we can, you know, add some enhancement to, or do a left to right-hand drive conversion to, it needs to be significant volume. So that really puts us on the Ford's, in the Ford, in the Ford, in Ford camp, really in the SUV or or youth space. Um, and Ford have already got some fantastic products there. You know, uh, Wildtrack and, uh, is a is a, is a, is a great product. Um, and so is Raptor. So it would be hard for us to be able to add uh, too much more into those products, but never say never, but it's it's not a key focus at the moment.
3: All right, wonderful. Thank you, Ryan Longshaw, and have a great day again No worries. Today.
2: Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers, pal.
0: It was a fascinating red flag period because whilst you were speaking to Ryan Walkinshaw, I was actually having a chat to the president of Motorsport Australia about their recent lobbying in Canberra and you can hear that at sportradio.com.au. Motorsport Australia Goes to Canberra is the name of the show and it is available online now. So it was funny how that uh, a lot of discussion and a lot of things happened in that very what turned out to be a short period after the incident at the start line.
1: And, of course, one of the uh, things that's happened as a result of uh, the disqualification of the 888 cars from the Saturday race is that Cam Waters was the winner of the inaugural Gen 3 race. As the man who was lead driver for the Tickford Group, he uh, showed and held the flag up high for Ford, and it was wonderful to see uh, Cam yet again showing his style and grace and ability to uh, be a a wonderful uh, bearer for the blue flag.
0: And a great point to mention, we speak to Cam Waters in part two of this week's show.
1: And it's certainly very interesting to think about the parity across the two makes, because of course we've now got the direct contrast from the very tight corners and lots of very tight corners to the wide flowing open uh, track that is Albert Park. Craig, it's going to be interesting to see the difference between the two cars and particularly that very thing which this car was supposed to have, and that is the ability for cars to follow and pass. That I'm sure will be watching uh, closely.
0: Yes, it's going to be, I wonder how much of an advantage for teams that had testing at, tra- uh, at Taylor Bend in the weeks leading up because there you have the flat track, the flat fast track, whilst it's not exactly the same as uh, the AGP, it will have given teams some valuable data, which they then can apply ap- across uh, their other car. So could this provide some uh, some more of that mix that everyone was hoping that the Gen 3 cars will uh, will... Uh, provide, because we've definitely been seeing it, uh, what was it eight t- different teams in the top ten, even before you threw out the Red Bulls on Saturday
1: Indeed, and of course the ones we have to look for, Declan Fraser went to Taylor Ben Declan Fraser of Tickford, Matt Payne with Grove Racing and of course the third one of this year's great rookie field is young Cameron Hill from Matt Stone Racing, so we'll be watching those teams to see if they did up those hints about
0: the big wide open spaces and coming up on part two of the show tony will be cam waters talking about his clip with the wall and the damage that was done there and then on to his preview of the australian grand prix and we finish this week's show with a first look at zane goddard the man who's going to make it super with craig lowndes at the Bathurst 1000 and that is going to be a series of interviews we're going to do with him leading up to his Bathurst 1000 campaign or his Bathurst 1000 weekend so they are the other interviews that are coming up on inside supercars in parts two and three of the show
1: and that'll be it for a show on inside supercars thank you so much for joining us again You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. who paused the fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, that... and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson, these are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.